And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello and welcome to Chewing the Fat. Just an FYI, today is 157 days of 15 days to slow the spread. For those of you listening live, it is the 19th of August, 2020. There are new jobs becoming available for some, and one that is kind of a cool job, a Bud Light Seltzer is hiring a chief meme officer. That, my friends, would be a fun job. Until you did something to make somebody mad, and then you'd have to apologize and look for another job. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well... The Democrats formally nominated Joe Biden. Big surprise to be their nominee. Now, we can talk about that. Or we can talk about Bigfoot. I know. I know which one I'm picking. (laughs) But first, let me ask you a question. How are you sleeping? How are you moving around? How are you getting up and feeling about your pain? Well, if you're one of the 50 million people or so of Americans that miss work due to pain, if you're spending over $2,000 a year on pain relief, if you expect to live the rest of your life with some pain, let me tell you a way to solve that problem. Relief Factor. Relief Factor offers a three-week quick start program for only $19.95. Now, 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. And I will tell you, you're going to want to make sure you order more. Don't run out. I have run out. And you realize, you know, I'm not moving as well as I did before. My knees hurt more. My shoulders hurt more. Yeah, yeah, that's because... You're not taking your relief factor. Oh, so then you've got to go to relief factor and get the whole thing started again. Why? Don't run out. Get started on the three-week quick start, relieffactor.com, only $19.95, and then get those reorders shipping to the house so you don't have to run out. Relieffactor.com. Look at Target's all the underlying problem areas, and it helps your body fight against inflammation. So feel better. Start moving a little bit more. Sleep better. Be awake more and feel better about moving around. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. All right, let's talk about Bigfoot. Yes, Bigfoot in Idaho. I really kind of want to talk to this lady, Becky Cook. She, uh, she claims that she's found accounts that took place in one, two, three, four, five, six, six areas. Well, I guess those are counties and other areas. She says uh, she's found accounts. Uh, In her life, she has uh, claimed that she's gained a lot of experience conducting interviews. She's been writing for the Intermountain Farm and Ranch for 20 years. I mean... I wish I'd known I would have subscribed to Intermountain Farm and Ranch. 
she, uh, in her interview to eastidahonews.com, she said that she first did a story on hunting on horseback. But what she found was a man who had run into Bigfoot. And that was, you know, amazing to her. So she went out and started talking to people more about Bigfoot. And eventually she found areas with large amounts of Bigfoot sightings. She was finding a bunch of people who had their own sightings, but never told anyone because people would think they were weird or crazy. Get out of here. Now, at one point I talked to the Bigfoot camper guy from Florida and Becky has three books. Uh, Bigfoot lives Bigfoot still lives and it looks like she's holding another one that's not mentioned in the story that's called Bigfoot forever I'm not sure if that's her book or not but her books that they mention are Bigfoot still lives and and Bigfoot lives I definitely want to talk to Becky there was an issue on her website trying to reach her so if you know Becky in Idaho tell her to give me a call or email chewing the fat at the blaze.com because I definitely definitely want to talk to her she's got some pictures here of foot imprints that could be bigfoot she has 60 stories she's written in her books and they don't include any accounts where drugs or alcohol are involved she wanted to each book to have integrity if you go and interview any of the people i've interviewed they will tell you the exact same story all right she said uh, one story, one close encounter that she uh, that she documents. Suddenly, a Bigfoot came crashing out of the trees and jumped down off a ledge to land on the road right in front of them. I think we were scared. We were scared of him as much as he was scared of us. He was huge, hairy, and scary, and I peed my pants. I mean, that kind of makes the story real when you when you pee your pants right she said she was about eight and a half feet tall but she said not she it was a he she called bigfoot he we know so i'm guessing you know we know that it was a male not a female uh he was about eight and a half feet tall muscly arms while he had medium length black hair over his body his face was a tannish color entirely covered by hair with yellow eyes she describes his nose as being a different texture than a human nose, more like a dog or bear's nose, and kind of wrinkly. He didn't seem to be particularly old either, so it was a youngin. It was a youngin. That's how he got busted. It was a youngin out there running around. She said the uh, she said the common denominator has been at about seventy percent of the sources is the fact that the person has had at least one near-death experience she believes this could be a factor in why they're even able to have the sightings at all some of her stories involve bigfoot traveling through portals to another location explaining why they are usually just seen briefly um and honestly uh, she said she didn't believe it not until she started hearing about multiple witnesses now the two pictures they show in the story are of a foot imprint and they're pretty darn large bigfoot bigfoot does have big feet 
No question. She said, uh, it's tall, hairy, generally walks on two feet with a sound that is so loud it can cause reverberation in your chest. She added, they all have different scents. So some people have become close enough to smell them. She describes them as generally curious creatures that shouldn't harm you unless you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. What would that be? Hmm. I'm not sure. Becky continues. If you think you see a Bigfoot, you should look around for footprints and then contact to share your experience. And she also goes on to say, I know what I know. I know that I don't tell lies and I have my own personal integrity. So I don't care if you don't believe me. That's Becky Cook from Idaho, author and writer. I guess that would be an author of a Bigfoot still lives and Bigfoot lives in Idaho by Becky Cook. I definitely want to talk to Becky and I definitely want to read the books. Bigfoot still lives and Bigfoot lives. And I want to read the third book that's in her hand. Bigfoot lives forever. I don't know if she wrote it, but I want the book because I mean, Tell me Bigfoot doesn't live. Tell me. That's what I thought. You can't. sounder that's breaking news here on chewing the fat because when ctf records news happens let's go to our man down on the streets chris cruz chris oh that's right i forgot (laughs) oh he's on pandemic furlough so our reporter is is not down on the streets in front of in front of the front of the cameras so back to me in the studios for uh, breaking news uh thank you for uh, throwing it back to me because uh, when ctf records news happens apple congratulations to apple thank you jeff oh you're welcome jeff i'm standing out here in front of the apple headquarters and i just want to say that they are the first u.s company to boast a market value of two trillion dollars that's just Two years after it became the first to reach a trillion dollars. Congratulations to Apple. Remember, there was another company, Saudi Aramco, who reached market value of $2 trillion in December of last year. It's now worth uh, under $2 trillion thanks to the, the oil price drops. But it still was the first international company to reach a value of $2 trillion. So Apple... First U.S. company to reach market value of $2 trillion. That's our breaking news today, Jeff. Back to you in the studios. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate it. That's breaking news. We'll see how long Apple can sustain that $2 trillion worth. I know they have a big fight going on right now with Fortnite and some other companies that are arguing over payments to their app store. We'll see how long that $2 trillion will remain as their worth. 
that sounder. That means that it's breaking news because when CTF records, news happens. As long as we're talking about uh, companies and a whole bunch of money, how would you like to be the guy that screwed up at City? C-I-T-I? Apparently, they have a deal with uh, lenders to Revlon. So they're supposed to be making payments to uh, Revlon lenders. And now they uh, are trying to get some of that money back because they paid those lenders a whole bunch more than what they were supposed to. According to court documents, $176 million this uh, one company, Brigade, received from City was intended to pay off the entire balance. City says, no. It was just an interest payment. It was supposed to be $1.5 million. You are, it's what, what you think is unconscionable. We would never want to pay off the bill completely. It was the, we sent you the $176 million by, it was a complete accident. <laughs> uh, man, 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 we are so dumb. We are so dumb. So we'd like that back, please. Like, you know, some of that, some of that money back and brigade capital management is like, uh, how about no? So we'll see what happens in court. I'm sure <laughs> uh, you don't want to be the guy or gal who said 176 million. Yeah. Okay. Send. And they weren't the only ones. I mean, they sent about $900 million to a whole group of Revlon lenders. Holy cow. So, I mean, Brigade Capital Management is saying uh, no, which means some of the others must have given it back, right? So, City is suing Brigade. I think I'd be hard-pressed to give it back, too. We were lenders. We lent you the money. You owe us the money, and now you've paid us back. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> In fact, you know what? You gave us 176 million and you meant to give us 1.5 million, but uh, you still owe us. It wasn't uh I mean that's an interest payment. 1.5 million? Oof. Oof, you can quote me on that too. 1.5 million is the interest payment. Oof. All right, I suppose we have to do the convention update right i mean i told you already they formally nominated joe biden so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna give you i like i took some quick notes for me last night during the convention i also uh tweeted i in the first you know few minutes there was a number of what come on you know that's a lie and that was in the first you know 20 minutes but I'll just give you my bullet point notes, okay? This is the this is the chewing the fat recap of the convention. DNC day two, pledge no national anthem. Carter's audio only. Jimmy Carter and uh, what's your face? His wife. I can't think of her stupid name. Rosalind. Uh, their clip 
was audio only. So they either couldn't get a camera to Jimmy and Rosalind or they didn't want a camera there. So we had Bill Clinton speak. Uh, that was riveting. Amy Klobuchar showed up for her state when they were nominating states. I mean, she made it two nights in a row now. We'll see if she can knock out, uh, catch uh, catch every night. Bernie Sanders was nominated on a bunch of states, so they had to go through the motions, and AOC uh, seconded the motion. I don't know who the other guy was that first made the motion on behalf of Bernie Sanders, but AOC was beautiful. Montana still concerned about high-speed internet. John Kerry spoke. He is seriously at two and a half to three cuts he's almost at to clown face uh biden showed up uh you know he was there clapping after they officially nominated him and then jill gave her a speech about what a wonderful guy hubby is and what a wonderful life he is and she believes that he's the most beautiful guy ever and then he showed up at the end (laughs) it was so darn cute it was just it was just beautiful and then john legend closed us out with a musical video which was wonderful and i actually thought found myself saying why didn't they just have one of these guys produce the whole thing would have been a heck of a lot better still would have been agonizing as the actual dnc conventions usually are but it would have been a lot better than what they're producing i don't know maybe you know maybe they're all going to be this way now but these these zoom conventions man just we got to figure out a better way we got to figure out a better way call me and you don't even have to call me just follow me on social media and you can uh, you know just direct message me say twitter at jeffy jfr uh facebook and instagram and even parlor jeff fisher radio you follow me on those accounts and then you can just you know direct message me if you need some help and we'll get together and we'll figure it out because there has got to be a better way (laughs) i mean maybe that's my ad campaign for the whole damn bunch of them there's gotta be a better way you know the old saying what goes around comes around well you know that kind of holds true doesn't it in our uh what should i call this uh the dirt bag segment sure let's call it the dirt bag segment here on chewing the fat we can talk about uh, dirt bag ellen degeneres uh who you know is done her days are over we learned that her producers have been fired after allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct top producers uh, have been fired we talked about that yesterday then later on we get a story about uh, of an old tweet i mean they're going through her tweets from 2009 where she tweeted i made one of my employees cry like a baby on today's show honestly it felt good well a uh it may or may not be a joke it may be she gave her employee a prize or an event. I don't even know what, you know, what she's talking about. So, I mean, it just, you know, because she's done and we hate her and we want her in jail, or at least I do, uh, we have to, you know, this tweet is horrible that she said she made one of her employees cry like a baby and that she liked it. And then she gave a Zoom call. We get this story uh, yesterday where she had a Zoom call with whatever employees are left saying that uh, she had dressed them tried to boost morale with it she opened up uh being uh, multi-layered and says she has good days and bad days and 
She said people on the call would know that she has not asked people not to look her in the eyes on the set. I saw a couple of headlines that said, Ellen lies in Zoom call. Okay. Um, She said that she's an introvert, at least it's reported, and went from life, uh, kept getting bigger and bigger, and she went from no one wanting to back her to her show blowing up. And she hopes employees on the show will address her in the office and come up to say hi. It's too late, Ellen. It's too late. Your days are over. And then we have, uh, you know, we have Jeffrey Epstein in our dirtbag update. Jeffrey Epstein still in the news. Um, they had a big, I mean, they got to keep it daily since uh, Jelaine is in jail and she's not getting out. And it's the same reoccurring story. So we've kind of got to find new angles to uh, keep Jeffrey Epstein's dirtbaggedness in the news so we had the story about his lolita express jet where it is now apparently it's in southeastern georgia at the brunswick golden isle airport and it went there it's there it's got no engines on it it's just parked and apparently an aviation consultant who was given a tour of the jet in march i guess you know pre-lockdown said that uh, he went through it and he took a bunch of photos, and when you go through to look at the plane, it's a uh, you know Boeing seven twenty seven, and I mean get this, get this. It's just got a picture of the cockpit, and it's got a picture of the the seats, and you know their velour and bright red colors. Well, that was, you know, it's decorated from the seventies. That's the way it would look, and it looks like a jet. I know that's, that's how much of a dirt bag Jeffrey Epstein was. He was flying on a jet where chairs folded into, you know, where you could lay back like every jet does. <laughs> it's just got to keep him in the news though. And you know, his dirt bagginess, I know. And there was actually a bed on the jet like every other jet, but big surprise. This is Jeffrey Epstein's jet. So we have to hate it. Uh, we know that uh, we're getting reports that Jelaine is uh, is complaining that uh, she doesn't have any email and she doesn't have a desk. Look, if you're going to keep me here in jail, you got <laughs> I need email and I need a desk to work on. Okay. All right. Thanks. And then we get the picture, of course, uh, coming out that, uh, you know, shows Bill Clinton getting a neck massage at an airport where they're having a quick, you know, refuel layover in portugal according to the story and the story is is just one of the girls one of epstein's girls who in the story they say 22 year old massage therapist okay so i'm supposed to assume that it went so much farther which bill clinton has denied i know i know but i'm just saying i know he's a dirt bag and he was with a dirt bag but this was the africa trip that they all admit to And he was getting a neck massage because his neck hurt because he fell asleep on the plane. Okay. But because it's Bill Clinton and it's Jeffrey Epstein's 22-year-old female, we have to think Dirt Bagginess and Jelaine is guilty, right? And Harvey Weinstein back in the news. 
right? He's now, we talked about being sued again by the Jane Doe when we broke that down on a previous show here on Chewing the Fat. Well, his group is now trying to go against the New York Child's Victim Act, which is what this new Jane Doe is suing him under as unconstitutional. So we'll see what happens there. That fight is continuing on and on and on. And, and look, if that is found unconstitutional, that backs up some of those other charges that he's in prison for. So we'll see. We shall see. And we found out, of course, we we're being reminded. We've got to keep him in the got to keep him in the jail. We found out that uh, uh, Michelle Obama uh, praised Harvey. Now this is this is back in 2013, before the uh, you know the Harvey Weinstein Me Too movement broke down. But she praised Harvey Weinstein. And I was wondering what the heck were they doing at the White House? And it was a White House student film symposium that he put together and michelle is all about harvey i want to start by thanking harvey weinstein for organizing this amazing day this is possible because of harvey uh he is a wonderful human being uh good friend and uh, just a powerhouse and the fact that he and his team took the time to make this happen for all of you should say something not about me or about this place but about you all right everybody we are here because of you now does that change harvey's dirt baggery no is it, it just it's nice to it's nice to see that all these people that rallied against the man were all for him when he was doing something nice for him. But now, screw you, Harvey. You dirtbag. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a drink of something. Ice cold refreshment oh my gosh that's so good that's so good all right well, while we're in the break room uh just a couple of reminders to uh, one is to subscribe to this podcast chewing the fat with yours truly jeff fisher whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on subscribe to this podcast chewing the fat now if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to this podcast uh you know i could be angry with you but i'm not i'll let you off the hook today okay i won't be angry with you i'll just say subscribe then you and i will be able to get along better okay uh, pick, choose a platform. Doesn't matter wherever you listen to your podcast. You got iTunes, you got Spotify, you got iHeartRadio, you got Stitcher. There's a there's a bunch more. Wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever warms the little cockles of your heart, subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And while you're in the subscribing mood, you might as well go to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher's YouTube channel and subscribe to that as well. Uh, new content going up on that all the time. Uh, I always give you my weekly Chewing the Fat segment on, during Pat Unleashed. Uh, I gave you an unboxing segment. I've got my interview with Kimberly Kimberly Klasik, uh running for U.S. Congress in Maryland. Uh, you listened, uh, may have, if you listened to yesterday's uh, podcast, you heard the interview with Kimberly. 
and uh, I recorded it as a uh, as a video as well, and we'll be releasing that on the YouTube channel today. So, and then uh, you know what? While you're at it, you might as well subscribe to Blaze TV. Look, you're in the subscriber mode. You're already there. You're in the mindset of your subscriber mode. So, it's, you know what? Subscribe to Blaze TV too as well. Um, that's what helps pay for this podcast. This podcast is free. Uh, the YouTube channel is free. You're welcome, by the way. BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy will get you uh, a good deal on uh, a subscriber to Blaze TV. And that also uh, helps pay for the all the other hosts that Blaze TV has, Blaze Podcast Network has, Blaze Radio Network has. And it keeps, keeps that funded because uh, you don't want voices silenced. We want more voices, not less. So... Go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy. You can use the promo code Jeffy if, the, if, the, if they ask for a promo code. We'll get you a discount and uh, become a member of blazetv.com as well. Then, then you can relax, okay? You can relax. You can set yourself out of the, you know, out of the subscriber mindset because you know you're good to go. There you go. You get the podcast, you get the YouTube channel, you got Blaze TV. Podcast most important, of course. So I'm not sure when it's ever going to be enough, but New York State has filed civil charges against uh, Teva Pharmaceutical. I'm sorry, Teva Pharmaceutical Industries Limited and Allergen PLC with insurance fraud for downplaying the risks of their opioid painkillers to patients and doctors. It's never going to be enough for these people. Never going to be enough. Orange County Sheriff's deputies, uh, Orange County, California, they served a warrant at a Lake Forest home in connection with stolen property discovered. What they thought might be a methamphetamine lab. They evacuated the residence. Once they got into the place, they realized the operation was using acid but not to make meth. They were harvesting gold plating from the circuit boards of electronics. So, I, you know, I guess they had the stolen property. They were stealing the, the electronics and then harvesting the gold plating. But you can still find those in the trash as well. Just, uh, you know, keeping a good man down. Keeping a good man down. According to the Sheriff's Department, it's still a hazardous material situation. It just isn't drug-related. And we have a few people detained. Oh. Okay, good. That's uh, that's nice to know. That's nice to know. I'm sure the neighborhood was happy to know that it wasn't a meth lab. Four cities in Indiana suing Netflix. Suing Netflix and other video companies. Why, you ask? Well, they're claiming that online video providers and satellite TV operators should have to pay the same franchise fees that cable companies pay for using local rights of ways. They're just trying to milk these companies for more money. So the lawsuit filed against Netflix, Disney, Hulu, DirecTV, and Dish Network. The cities of Indianapolis, Evansville, Valparaiso, and Fishers, that's a great town, want the companies to pay the cable franchise fees established in Indiana's Video Service Franchises Act, 
which requires payments of 5% of gross revenue in each city. Wow, they all want a huge cut of that. Incredible. You got to give them credit for trying to get it. Uh, I would say good luck with that. Uh, Good luck with trying to get these companies to pay that because um, I don't know if you realize how those companies work, but they really don't use any rights of way. Uh, It's a streaming services. Uh, Maybe DirecTV. If you have a dish, you can make the argument, right? They're bringing in... uh, uh, they're bringing in companies using the roadways to install their satellite dishes. So maybe maybe you get DirecTV uh, or Dish Network. But Netflix, Disney, and Hulu? No way. No. I mean, good luck. Nice try. Nice try. Look, defendant, according to the state of Indiana, defendants and these cities, defendants transmit video programming to Indiana subscribers using internet protocol and other technologies. When doing so, defendants transmit their programming through facilities located at least in part in public rights of way within the geographic boundaries of Indiana units, including public rights of way located within plaintiff's geographic boundaries. Therefore, defendants are required by the VSF Act to pay the plaintiffs and all other Indiana units in which defendants transmit video programming through the facilities located at least in part in the public right-of-way. Franchise fees. Okay. All right. Good luck. I hope you pull it off. Actually, I don't because they'll raise the price. But uh, I don't think you're going to make that happen. At least with Netflix, Disney, and Hulu. You might have a shot with Direct and Dish. All right, a couple stories about uh, men in trouble. One man, apparently homeless in Florida, um, broke into a stadium, Al Lang Stadium, in downtown St. Petersburg. I've been there many times in my life. It's a beautiful stadium. I've watched baseball there forever, and now the Rowdies, the soccer team, plays, uh, plays there. So the workers go into a suite and say, hey, there's uh, blankets and razors and shaving cream and other items around here. It looks as though someone has been living here. Uh, you think so? So he's been there for a couple weeks. They're not sure how he got in, but they do have surveillance footage of him walking through the stadium, taking stuff from the merchandise store, He went into the food area, helped himself to whatever food was there, I guess drinks and and chips. They claim it was $1,043 in team merchandise and down $250 worth of drinks. Oh, okay. Now, he can't get out on bond. He can't afford that, so he's still in jail. But he was arrested and charged with burglary and resisting an officer without violence. I, I, well, what is that? What is that? Is that somebody saying, no, I don't want to be arrested? Is that they go to put handcuffs on you and you pull your arm away? Like, no, I don't want to be handcuffed. And then, so that's resisting without violence. What is it? We're throwing that charge on this guy. Come on now. He's already a homeless guy. And after he was arrested, he also pled guilty. They found out that last month he pled guilty with breaking into an elementary school. 
where he told deputies he did so in search of food. Well, it's funny that the elementary school, the Lutz Elementary School, that's way the heck. That's quite a ways away from Al Lang Stadium. I mean, so is he a homeless guy with wheels? Is he a homeless guy that just hitched a ride? Or did he actually, I mean, that's a long walk. Sure, he could have done it. No problem. But it's a long walk. Now, they think he got into the stadium walking in with the cleaning crew. Uh, If a homeless guy walks in with other workers that are there to clean the stadium and make sure everything is okay when no one is at the stadium and no one says, hey, uh, who are you? You a new guy? Because they don't normally let people in here that dress like that nobody says anything so he just goes in and hides until they close it back up again and then decides i mean good for him he decides that i'm gonna pick a suite to sleep in it's open might as well lay in here you're in from the weather i mean that's a good move if you're looking for a place you might as well give it a shot right and the other guy the sad news (laughs) really (laughs) i'm not okay i'm laughing but i'm not really laughing so they recovered a man he passed away so it's not funny stop i'm laughing about it okay but a man got stuck at a water slide and he passed away now you think to yourself whoa hey one of those water slide pipes yeah but it was one of the support pipes we don't even know how he got in there how do you get into one of those support pipes as a homeless guy trying to live in a support pipe at a water park in arizona i don't know he got stuck in the support pipe. They don't even know if he if he worked there. They thought it, you know, they went there as a recovery effort and then realized that he was, you know, that he was not going to make it. Apparently, they were working and they heard some noise and said, "Hey, that sounds like a guy trapped in that pipe over there." Yeah, he was trapped and they didn't get him out in time. But the pictures of the support pipe in the middle between the slides, you know, as they're going down, I don't know how you get, I don't know how you get stuck in there. I don't know what you're doing going in there. Unless this is a, you know, a mob kill or a mob drop off. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you, how you get in there, but really strange, really strange. And it, you know, if you would actually get stuck in one of the, one of the actual water slides, then you're. You're thinking, hey, maybe you ought to lose a few LBs. But in the support pipe, I don't know, really weird. I don't know how you get I don't know how you get in the in the support pipe. And a new study, a new study has shown that delays in texting may indicate the other person is lying. You think so? So if I text you and your response is delayed and it doesn't say for how long, you are probably lying to me according to a according to the new study. Now, I haven't delved in deeply into the study. Maybe we'll do that on the podcast, but I want to find out how long because if someone texts you 
and says, Hey, so how do you think I look today? And you don't text right back saying beautiful. And you take your time and you say, I thought you looked good today. No, really, that's a lie. But if I replied right away, oh, you look great today, then that's not a lie. Okay. All right. We've got to delve into the study. I want to know how long, and I want to know what they're specifically talking about the text that your responses are for. Because, of course we're lying. Duh. <laughs> or and what they consider a lie i may be trying to i mean they may be trying to reword their text back to you so it doesn't sound so bad like no really you looked great in that ugly outfit something like that download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Yeah, so according to this Brigham Young University study, BYU, finds that uh, when people lie, texting, social media, or instant messaging, they take longer to respond. They make more edits, write shorter responses than usual. So according to the study, digital conversations are a fertile ground for deception. Er, really? Humans can detect lies about 54% of the time accurately, but uh, not much better than a coin flip. It's even harder to tell if someone is lying through a digital message. Really? That's why so many times you you get the response, really? What? No, I was just kidding. That's why we need a font. That's why we need a, that's why we need a just kidding font or a smart-ass font or something. But this study is old now. This study is... What is this? This dated 2013? Oh my gosh. I mean, that's that's an ancient history study. All right, that's ancient history. Never mind. Of course you could take your time and respond to it. It actually talked about uh, receiving a flurry of text. So if you're going back and forth with someone and then all of a sudden there's a lull, uh, that means that the response is a lie. Best way is just not to respond at all. Ha! How mad do you get? Oh my gosh. I get so angry. Text someone and you don't get an answer. Oh my gosh. Now I will say, I, you know, you're texting someone and then they call you. I mean, okay. But really the reason I'm texting you is so I don't have to talk to you. I'm sitting here, uh, you know, I'm really kind of don't want to talk verbally. I'd rather just, you know, text. Because I'm looking at a couple other things. And if I talk to you, then it's taken away from what else I'm doing. But I can text you back and forth in a conversation and still do some other stuff. Anyway, um, just make sure you think twice before someone texts you and you go, Oh, they're texting me. I'll just call them. Think twice about that. All right. Did you get the email about Google Play Music? Now, my wife says to me, I got the email. Google Play Music is going away soon. Now, I remember talking about it to some story, you know, a long time ago about Google Play Music possibly going away. 
And uh, I thought, well, why are you getting this email and I'm not? I mean, I have, you know, accounts as well with, uh, I don't know, Google. And I have accounts, you know, I've set up a Google Play Music that I have on my phone uh, that I use. But uh, then after we talked about it, amazingly, my phone heard me and Google went, oh, geez, we haven't sent one to Jeff. So they sent me one. YouTube Music, replacing Google Play Music as your new destination for music listening and discovery. Well, yay. Doggone it, yay. Between October and the end of this year, access to Google Play Music will be removed permanently. We know that you've spent time building your Google Play Music library, so we've made it easy to transfer your music library to YouTube Music with just one click including playlists, uploads, and recommendations. Yeah, thanks for those. I I want your recommendations more than you know. If you haven't tried YouTube Music yet, you'll notice that it looks a bit different from Google Play Music. But know that it was built by the same team with the same passion. It also offers more than 65 million official songs, albums, and playlists, as well as many features you love and expect from Google Play Music. Yay! Hey, download the YouTube Music app to transfer. Okay, I'll get right on that. I haven't done that yet. Now, I haven't, you know, Google Play Music, but I'm actually I use, you know, Amazon account probably more than Google now. So I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to remind myself to do it. Otherwise, it's gonna come down to, oh, hey, new no. shoot, it's been deleted, and you're not gonna do it. So if you if you haven't got the email from Google from google play music just mention it around your phone and they'll remember that they hadn't sent it to you and you'll get it sent to your email account post haste so i love russell crowe i make no mistake you know i know he's uh you know he's is who he is i get it but i've been a fan of russell for a long time and uh i saw a tweet from him uh, a couple days ago and i've been meaning to get to it because it's such a great tweet and it, it says a lot about how these guys feel And uh, his tweet is, uh, you know those days when you've done a bunch of promo, station identifications, shout-outs, and answered the same questions over and over, and you think to yourself, and then he recorded himself, uh, and I want to play that for you because it gives you an idea. Look, he's promoting a new movie, so he's making the rounds and doing interviews and you know of course he's talking to radio stations and tv stations and doing uh, you know all kinds of hits for uh for to sell the movie that's what you do these guys don't just show up on these talk shows uh just because they thought they'd stop by they show up because they're promoting something so you're both are getting something out of it just a little bit and uh this gives you an insight on how they feel i kind of like it it made me laugh it's funny it uses some big guy language so be prepared but i like it a lot they say there is a catalyst at the heart of the cinema experience a social contract a binding dynamic power that lifts the cinematic experience into a realm of intimate connection between the audience and the screen and the stars in the heavens beyond they say who are they? Some conceited, pretentious fuckwads who try to piss in your pocket and tell you it's raining. Well, fuck that shit. I got a movie coming out. 
fucking with you. It's cold. Unhinged. And it's going to be in cinemas. Off you go. And then, of course, uh, Russell Crowe unhinged in theaters August 21st. I love it. Uh, It's a good way to promote the movie. And it's a good way for him to feel better about having to say the same old stuff over and over again. A lot of people probably, you know, got ticked off about it. But uh, you know what? Tough. Tough. Just relax and smile a little bit. Off you go. No, seriously. Off you go. (laughs) 